This generation has been causing us to tear out our hair. But I am a millennial. Every fucking time one of them does the slightest little thing, they fucking celebrate as if they fucking accomplished something huge. I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. So I want everything to evolve around me. Self-interested, unfocused, lazy. Millennial. The most educated generation we've ever had. Millennials put a lot of value in development. We want free food and beanbags. Making money Mark as a money. real entrepreneur. We should uh, do one uh, one episode just in the silly, silly, oh, silly voices, <laughs> silly voice. or uh, a fake uh, British accent. I'm so bad at accent. Uh, me too. Yeah. I can't do any. I think Br- fake British accent. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's so that was bad. pretty good. I mean, people sometimes uh, ask me like, "Why don't I have British accent if I live in London?" It's like. Dude, it's so hard to pick up. Yeah. I don't know how people do that. It's just impossible. There's also something a bit fake about it, I think. Oh, I, to be honest, I'm not a fan of British accent. I know people are like, they get all excited. Um, if I could excited. choose one accent, then it would be David Beckham's accent. Wow, I love that guy. Well, you just said that it's not cool. No, like picking up another country's language oh, or like a, a foreign <laughs> foreign language. Yeah. With the accent. Yeah. Like, for instance, when I went to study in Australia, I really wanted to pick up, like, an Aussie accent. This is so funny. And I just couldn't. And so. some people do it, and yeah. I feel like, ah! Especially really? if you're, like, 20 plus. Yeah. Then you're then you're really trying hard to sound like... Uh, it must be fake. Yeah. Some people are really good at accents, though. If I could do accents... I would just talk to myself and just entertain myself, (laughs) seriously. I think it's so funny when people can do accents, but that's a skill that I don't have. That's true. Hello and welcome to Millennials at Work. This is a podcast coming to you every week. We try to do it so. Um, And it's all about... I wouldn't say entrepreneurship, but that is today's topic that we're talking about. Uh, But Millennials at Work is a podcast. It's about this generation that it's so difficult to understand. It seems like to so many people, sometimes it's difficult to understand even for ourselves. Uh, We're two millennials here, Edita and Rasmus, and uh, we love talking about work. We love working, but we also love reflecting a lot. And that's what we do mostly on this podcast. We check in and then we then we reflect a lot and share our opinions about a certain topic. And then we check out and we're done for the day. So this is what we'll do today. This is the agenda. <laughs> that's a, that's the agenda. That's a podcast episode right there. Exactly. Good. And as I mentioned today, we're talking about entrepreneurship. Mm. So it's about making the money with your own idea. I guess that's a very good definition, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Making your own money. Yeah. What is a what is entrepreneurship? Maybe we should just like very quickly before check in talk about that. Should we? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I think uh, we um, we both agreed on uh, this idea of entrepreneurship is when you put yourself and your own money out on risk to uh, gain a profit. Yes. Basically. Mm. So not. In the same way, freelancing, but more building a company. Mm. Uh, having a vision. Having a vision. Yeah. Mm. But hey, if you want to call yourself a young entrepreneur by being a freelancer, we're Just not here to it. judge. Just do it. Do it. Seriously. Uh, but uh, let's check in. Let's check in. What, what's your favorite uh, thing to do in the summer? Mm. 
Yeah, I, c- I can start because mm-hmm. I have one. Um, we have started it as a, or no, we started it. And then I think right now it has grown into a tradition when uh, me and my boyfriend, we go to this uh, this place on the west coast of Latvia um, when we're there. And we stay there for two days. And the place is just by the sea. It's a really interesting area because uh, they have very high um, kind of cliffs. You wouldn't call them cliffs. They're all sand, but it's... Um, they're like they've built these uh, small wooden houses without electricity, without water, without anything. So we go super off grid when we're there. Um, you wake up, you're just by the sea, and it's the most wonderful view ever. And you just feel so calm there. And it's such a, I know you just need two days and you feel like a whole new person and you kind of like reevaluate life when you're there. And we do that every summer. Is it always the same place? Yeah. That yeah. you rent? Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's always the same, uh, the same place. So I text the woman who who owns it, and it'd be like, okay, do you have? And fingers crossed, you have uh, some some capacity during the days. Then when we can make it, we always plan very late. Um, and and so far, it's been really great. I hope I hope I don't jinx it right now because I really want to go there this summer as well. But uh, yeah, to find your own like spot to be. Uh, in the summer where you feel really good, I think it's important. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's ours. What's your favorite thing to do in summer? For me, it's um, summer evenings. Uh, I don't really like anywhere from 11 to 4 or 5, mm. but like after 6 and then until it becomes 10 or something, those hours where you where just cook great food, drink great wine, hang out with people is the best thing about yeah. summer. Cycling in the summer evening. Yeah. Oh my God. Also, even if it becomes a bit chilly, just put on, mm. you know, uh, a small little shirt mm. or something. Small, small. Small, small. Tiny, <laughs> Tiny so it's shirt. very tight on you. Uh, no, summer evenings. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I mentioned it a uh, hundred times, but I'm getting a balcony Oof. in my apartment. You and know that you will need to uh, submit some Instagram photos with yeah, the balcony yeah, when it's done. <laughs> hey, that's why we get a balcony. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I am dying to eat out there every single evening. We'll uh, be ready for the summer. Yeah, it's we're just waiting for them to plug in the you know the balcony. They have put out the big steel. Oh, that's thingy how that, works. that it needs to be on. Wow. So so it should be uh, next week or the oy week oy after. Oy. So I'm I'm so excited about that. That is sweet. Yeah. Nice. Good check-in. Good. Good check-in. Entrepreneurship. Such a great word. Uh, such a maybe confusing word as well. But uh, what is... What's your relationship to entrepreneurship as such? I think I have a, I have a little um, I have an idea that you have a very uh, close relationship to it right now for some reason. At the moment, I have a very close relationship mm-hmm. with it since I uh, started a business with a friend of mine three weeks ago, two weeks ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Congrats! Thank you very much, and it's so much fun. Uh, Do you want to share the name of your company? I can share a bit of it. Uh, The company is called Elliot. Yeah. And uh, we work with uh, process design and facilitation mostly. Uh, We want to move into more um, company culture um, 
work, mm-hmm. like helping organizations figure out what kind of culture is it that we want to have and how can we actually create rituals that manifest that culture. So instead mm-hmm. of just coming up with, we want this culture and put it on the wall, mm-hmm. then how can we actually create some rituals and some things that shapes our behavior mm-hmm. so so the culture is seen. I love it that you call it rituals. I yeah. really like that. Yeah, I yeah, think that it is like that. It is mm-hmm. rituals, and yeah. it's really about manifesting the things that we 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 want to have by the actions that we that that we do have. Mm-hmm. So um, so it's really really exciting, uh, and um, we're in the process now of just setting up everything, uh, building a brand, uh, building a brand identity website. Uh, you can write. Me at Rasmus at Elliot.works. Oh, that's uh, nice. If you want to. And um, the whole reason why we did it is because um, we both felt like we needed more space for creating not only the work life that we want, but the life that we mm. want. Like having complete autonomy and freedom and flexibility to create the life that we want but also the kind of culture that we want. Yeah. So for instance, we were reflecting, we were doing the weekly reflection, um, like two to three hours yeah. every week. Oy. Uh, That's a proper session. Yeah, yeah but yeah. we go through uh, all the all the things. <laughs> um, and um, we were sitting, we just joined a new co-working space mm-hmm. in Copenhagen, which is an old house, mm-hmm. 900 square meters. Really beautiful old house uh, with a lot of cool young entrepreneurs also some old uh, and uh, we just got our own little office that we need to um, renovate and, uh, mm-hmm. and redecorate uh, and we were sitting outside in the new built balcony uh, and the sun was out and we were reflecting for those two hours and it was so hot that we sat in the you know topless and it was just just two topless entrepreneurs, two topless on, a entrepreneurs <laughs> on a balcony uh, <laughs> reflecting about life and life as an entrepreneur and i had this feeling like it doesn't really feel like work mm. and i'm struggling with that is it a good that. feeling or it's a wonderful feeling okay it's this idea of in my mind i have to have this conversation with myself how how should uh, work look and feel like mm. we have these uh, ideas and structures of how work should feel and look yeah. uh, in a traditional sense but the whole purpose of us building this organization uh, and this company is to challenge that mm. is to think how can we reimagine the idea of how we mm. we uh, we work mm. uh, and uh, why we work and so th- so it's really about challenging that, and that's super fun. I think that that's also why at least part of the entrepreneurs get into entrepreneurship yeah. to start with, because there's something that they don't really, they don't really fit maybe into the classic work environment. Mm. You know, they need more freedom, or they not maybe more freedom even, but more like. Um, shifting things themselves or like directing things themselves and like knowing yeah being your own boss yeah. right like it's a it's a very um i have never really done it but it feels like it could be very um at times struggling kind of thing or like a really hard thing to do but also so freeing and i think that's if we look at the millennials it is about 
Mm. Having freedom to do what you want, being able to take your own decisions, having flexibility to work wherever you want. Mm. Like there is a lot of millennials need that is uh, captured mm. in what you get from mm. being your own boss. Yeah. Um, so I also think that's why we see more and more uh, millennials go in and build their own company. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Do you feel like um, what are the biggest struggle right now to? When you're at the very, very beginning. That is this idea of how should it look and and feel like. Because you want to define it. Yeah, no, I mean, we don't have to define it, but it's just being aware of it. Okay. I mean, it's to say, when I say, um, for instance, when I talk to people about, I'm starting my own company, then their immediate reaction, uh, not immediate, but w- some of their reactions is often, then you have to work very hard, yeah. you know. 80 hours a week, this Gary Vaynerchuk hustle mentality where um, we, we, we're we really aware of that we haven't started this company to work our asses off. We started the company to work uh, as much as we want and uh, when we want and how we want. Um, so it's for me, the biggest struggle is to navigate between mm. when is enough, enough and how much should mm. we do and how when is how much can fun can we have and mm. you know is it supposed to feel like that yeah so yeah now i want to push you a bit and and ask in terms of like because in my mind it's still okay and then there's the money aspect you mm. know you're both maybe used to being in a certain level of salary from your previous jobs mm. or whatever, having a certain lifestyle, right? And then, of course, having your own business that comes with a lot of like the constant struggle of finding new work and mm. new clients and new uh, things to do. And 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 I guess like money needs to always be on your mind, right? Definitely. But if you're allowing yourself so much, or if you're coming from the perspective of okay, the 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 core value is how we feel at work and that's mm. our like kind of goal to kind of match that mm. uh, and and then it's money mm. what are you ready to compensate for not having maybe the lifestyle for i mean i'm not saying that you won't be insanely successful i think you will definitely be that but it's at i guess at one point like uh, at least from the beginning it will take some time right Good so what are things that you have maybe both agree on uh, I mean, first of all, we've saved up a, a bunch of money so we yeah. can chill a bit with the go out and hunt for clients and money. Um, second of all, neither one of us have a ambition of becoming very rich on this uh, business mm. uh, because neither one of us believes that money is a, a, a tool to become happy. Um, so, So it's... Definitely finding a balance between if we need to be our own bosses, we also mm. need to get paid something. But here in the beginning, we need to focus on laying the foundation for the company before just going out and getting money for from who, whoever. Mm. Uh, and we've talked a lot about, you know, the right type of client, you know, uh, we were asked the other day, hey, do you also do research work? Mm. And we had to be honest and say we can do research work and service design work mm. but it's not what we want to do yeah and then we shouldn't probably do it neither one of us are interested in like becoming filthy rich no. and we're both going like we'll go down in in yeah. in pay 
what about you and your like relationship to entrepreneurship life? Could you see yourself starting your own business at some point? Mm. I mean, I think I've always felt like I, as a person, I think I could, um, I could uh, find the motivation. I could find the drive in myself, and I, I, I think I would do somewhat well, or I, I think I would learn how to be a good entrepreneur. Um, and for me, I think it's a lot to do with the fact of um, right now I don't see myself doing it because I don't see um, anyone around me who's in a similar position and who I feel like I could do this with you, you know. And it's I think it's very much to do with finding the right people to do it with. It's a bit like to me, it's a bit like a relationship. You only okay, this will be really strange comparison, but you only want kids with a person if you're actually in love with them, right? That's okay. Maybe not everyone, but I feel like that. That it's, yeah. it's a bit like that. You will go for the long run if you feel that this is actually working. We we have the click, and I think you and Martin have always been very mm. close in your mindset in terms of work and what you mm. want to do is very similar. And I think because I don't have, uh, n neither I have a certain idea of what exactly is the thing I want to do, but also I don't have people right now. Uh, around me or anyone who I feel like this person mm. I'm starting a business with because I feel like alone is just not that much fun that's the that's the core of it you know yeah. it it has to be someone else it's the same as with this podcast you know I didn't want to do it alone and then I looked around and I was like okay Rasmus is the one who I actually want to talk about these topics often you know yeah. and this won't become like really and bad are. and here we are yeah. almost a year later almost by the way later. yeah but it's uh so i feel like yes i i could do that it's definitely like a big interest of mine or i feel like i sometimes you know sometimes i daydream about it mm. um it currently i just don't see either either i don't have like a strong passion it's like that's what i'm going for or it's also about the people yeah. and think maybe sometime in the future it will click uh, and something, yeah, things will come up or, or the right people in the right circumstances. Right now it feels like it would be really a stretch to, to go into entrepreneurship without that idea, at least one of them being yeah. set. You know? But I also think, especially what you said with, I, because I think I have with, with Martin and with Elliot, we have, I have both. I really feel like it's something that I'm, passionate about and I really mm. want to work with this and with Martin I, I feel like I've found someone who I can be completely transparent with and trust 100% and we have a ton of fun yeah. we're uh, very aligned um, and uh, everyone we've talked to said don't start something with a friend yeah. um, and I uh, and I hear what they say but I also think that we come with a different mindset that most startups and and uh, entrepreneurs have i mean for us it's all about reflection making sure that we have the the heart and the stomach with with us the whole time and it's not about growth and money mm. uh so so i th i have a i have a, a feeling but also hope that we will uh, we will be prove able to uh, prove them wrong <laughs> yeah yeah but i, I guess then um, do you have like certain things that one or the other is kind of responsible for and are the responsibilities kind of clear yeah. and different? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, helps. here in the beginning and it's something that comes up quite ad hoc. I mean, 
who's good at what and that's something that we're also slowly realizing we have different experiences uh, Martin is a bit more a brand strategic mm-hmm. guy uh, where I'm more the active facilitator process designer mm. um, so he and he's much better at being a visionary and you know painting a, a big picture uh, mm. where I'm maybe a bit more the executioner like getting you know Uh, working just ticking off boxes mm. and the combination of those things like it has just so far been really really good yeah. do you think that every millennial has a silent dream about doing something uh, like being an entrepreneur okay now of course not every millennial has a dream that's it's maybe a bit mm. uh, far too far of a stretch but if if there's a you know yeah if we generalize yeah. like massively <laughs> i think there is Because I feel like we we feel quite the or similar in a sense about entrepreneurship and like wanting to be this kind of person. Maybe at some point you're doing it now. Maybe I'll do it later if I'm lucky. Or yeah, I don't know if I figure it out. But it feels like it's it's really. Um, when I look around, I feel like. But don't everyone think like that? Doesn't mm. doesn't doesn't everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. have this idea of? of starting something on their own, being their own boss at one point. Now, you know, it feels like it's really much in the uh, in in everyone's mind and then it becomes even like more important to do it before someone else does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there's a few things to it. First of all, there's so many ways to be be an entrepreneur these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the internet, you can sell anything to anywhere in the world mm. uh, at any time <laughs> in the day yeah. so that makes it easier to build a business basically yeah. that also means of course competition is global uh, if I set up a, a physical shop mm. down here at the corner then I would also be in competition with the entire world because people can either buy shop buy clothes from me down there yeah. or from anywhere in the in the in the on the internet mm. but there's also so many new digital tools that makes it easier to become an entrepreneur. But I still feel like the nice thing about not being an entrepreneur, and that's something that we are struggling with at the moment, is we need to figure out what it is that we need to do. Yeah. Like if no one else is saying this is what we need to do, yeah. then I have to come up with that answer. I mean, and someone, also do it. someone needs to provide the structure. Yeah. And then when you understand it's you, it's yeah. like, oh. oh <laughs> what are, so what are we doing? Yeah, yeah that's, that, that must be hard. And that's where we did it the other day. Really took like, okay, let's lift our heads and look. What do we want for 2019? What do we want based on that? What do we want to focus on for the next month and a half? And then break that down to, you know, Mm. responsibility areas and make some kind of strategy for that. Um, Because otherwise we'll just get into the nitty gritty of let's set up Google Drive in the most efficient way and those kind of (laughs) things. That doesn't really... Exactly. I think if we go into the old-fashioned way of uh, mega tips at uh, millennials at work, I think mm. that's a, there's a huge mega tip there of um, creating that uh, space for yourself. If you when you start as an entrepreneur, to actually uh, talk about these things and 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 uh, take it maybe a bit slow from the beginning. Mm. Uh, and in your case, it was saving up the money to actually have the time and the energy and the space to, uh, in a work environment, to talk about how will we do this, you know? It could sound, I think, very fluffy to a lot of people or like very much like, oh, but come on, we know that it's all about selling, you know? Mm. Um, 
and it is maybe in a lot of ways, but uh, but, but a lot of so people don't micro. talk about these things. It's so micro the focus on selling. I mean, mm. I think what we did great is five six months before we started, we really looked at why we're we doing this. Mm. What is that we want to stand for? What is our hopes and dreams? And like, didn't even go into the nitty gritty of well, so what is it that we're going to sell? I mean, like, mm. who, how are we going to do it? But really look at the 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 big, big, big drivers mm. for us as individuals, where we want to bring it. Is it, do we just want to uh, be me and him yeah. forever? Or do we want to grow it, mm. which we want to do mm. bigger than that? Uh, is money important? Is it uh, learning important? Is I mean, all those kind of things that mm. makes it makes it much more easy. When we started our company, our company three weeks ago, we already we already so aligned because we talked about all the big things, yeah. and then you know, then we can agree or disagree whether we should, you know, call it this or call it that. But in on the big level, we're very much aligned. Mm. And I think that's just, that's shown to be quite uh, valuable. Mm. I guess like with anything, you have to start with the vision yeah. and you go into strategy. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. About how we'll get there. Exactly. That's there's the next no big, chapter. Right? There's no big news in that. but uh, <laughs> uh, No, but it's, uh, but I think most of the people forget about that. Because there is a lot of like, of course, pressure of, uh, especially when not setting it up right. Right. There's a lot of pressure of just moving super quickly, super fast, like uh, forward selling without really knowing why or to whom. And I mean, in some ways, I mean, of course, things still work out for a lot of people like that. But if I do believe that if you don't talk about those things beforehand and if you haven't set that ground of like, why are you doing this? Uh, and also revisiting that, yeah. it will bite you in the ass. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, a while later. What would the, be the driver for you if to, to start your own company, you think? The driver for me would definitely be the... Hypothetically. Yeah. I think it's uh, mostly the, um, the freedom of planning my own time. Mm. I think that's, what, that's, that's really the only kind of uh, issue I have with the traditional work structure, you mm. know, the nine to five. Yeah. My my whole self is a bit like allergic to that. Mm. I think, and it's not that. And I'm. I think I'm a. <laughs> I see myself as a hard worker, and I don't think that I would. I need to work less, or I need. I want to work like three days a week. It's not about that. I actually. I think I would work more, but the fact that I could kind of. Um, you decide. Yeah, I decide, and I design mm. the work uh, hours and environment, and 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 what's the setup. I think it's very difficult. But I think it gives a lot back in that kind of freedom, mm. uh, freedom feeling. Uh, that would definitely be a driver. But I think, yeah, it's hard in the first uh, few years, of course. I assume that uh, it takes a lot of time to actually get there and feel feel like things are going their own rhythm and you don't need to stress about it all the time. Mm. I mean, I'm also a person who's maybe not super fit for uh, entrepreneurship in the sense that I really love things planned forward, you know, and, uh, what do you mean with that? I need to know what happens like next month and I need to know what, uh, what am I expecting and what it's a, it's a lot of like plan setting. And I think in, 
being an entrepreneur, you always need to, you need to be super fine with risks. Like you need to be so chill about things not going the way how you thought that they will mm. and kind of letting go of the control of it because things will always go south mm. from time to time and then you just need to deal with it. And I feel like going, like when things go against my plan, I, there's part of me that is like crushed. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. um, so I think it would be a big learning curve in that sense and probably would take, would take some time to actually get comfy yeah. with that because in my mind it's like oh my god amazing I would just like work um, work from different places and have meetings in town instead of the office <laughs> you know like yeah, all these things yeah, yeah, yeah. but in reality to actually get there yeah. it's uh, some solid hours of uh, of future planning yeah. and future forecasting to do <laughs> to, 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 to actually get there so it is um, it is scary but I think yeah that's the freedom aspect and Actually, uh, someone uh, who I really like trust and look up to asking me to start mm. something with them. I think mm. that's that's where I can like go motivation full on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's also something fun about the whole risk thing. Absolutely. Because I mean, I think that I'm also motivated for specific reasons to make this a success. Mm. Definitely, my 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 own ego. Mm. I mean. I want to build an organization that is a success and uh, the CEO of yeah mm, I mean yeah, I don't, yeah. Uh, but but more like I could more uh, more as a person that personal achievement okay. I could do that yeah mm. but then there's also the risk I mean if that if it doesn't work there's the money issue I mean what do we do if we don't get money mm. there's a there's a thing about having things on the line that creates a interesting motivation because there's nothing really on the line when you're hired by someone i, I mean of course you, they can fire you and you can yeah, do all so these kind of things but it's mm. there is something different i think mm. at least that's what i felt after these few weeks of uh, of being my own boss <laughs> yeah. and i think balancing balancing that motivation with also work-life balance and not you know because i, I could also work 100 hours a week but mm. that's where our reflection sessions and you know talking about it make sure that we didn't do this to work a mm. hundred hours a, a week. Mm. We did it because we think that there's a better way to work. At the end of the day, if you do work hundred hours a week, it's probably something that you have a passion for, right? I mean, if if it goes to that, that I assume that you're in a good place if you put those 100 hours into something that you truly believe in as yeah. well, right? If it's a startup, it's a product that like the world hasn't seen before and you came up with it and you're like, damn, mm. I'll prove them. And it maybe takes a few years, you know, mm. but it's, uh, then I feel like it doesn't really matter. But uh, there's also a difference between working 100 hours to prove someone else rather than working 100 hours because, it motivate, because you're excited and you think it's fun. Mm. And I mean, um, yeah, yeah. then there's also the health aspect of working 100 hours a week. I don't think that that's yeah, very... Yeah, we don't suggest uh, that. Yeah. Let's put it um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really interesting. We'll see how it goes. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. It sounds like you're also very good at keeping yourselves accountable to like what you promised yeah. to each other, right? We are. So now it's just, just building it up roll. and then, you know, uh, going out and uh, try to... Make them bucks. Make them bucks. Make that dope. <laughs> so, 
Are there some annoying aspects about entrepreneurship? I'm thinking. Mm. Okay, I, I can I can share a story about that. Uh, actually, no, it's I don't know. This is on topic, but I have a problem with um, with entrepreneurs who are way too into selling me their beliefs through um, online <laughs> classes. <laughs> How to put it nicely? Yeah. Um, I subscribe. No, I didn't subscribe to the guy. I um, uh, some a while ago, I looked up a guy who talks about uh, social media, whatever retention, building community, social media stuff. And his whole thing is that he's uh, he's really young. He lives in London, and and uh, he has a success story because he's now rich from his like uh, business. Uh, so obviously, he knows a thing or two about. Uh, about social media, so I sign up on his uh, to like to 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 watch his. Um, he gives like a free web class or whatever uh, away, and uh, so I watched the web class and I think I got like fifteen minutes and I couldn't take it anymore because like the whole thing like that like he was selling it as like uh, you see I give you this thing for free now and uh, only from like this forty minutes talk you will understand life you know and you will understand how to go about your business. But then, of course, what is this in reality is that he spends 15 minutes just talking about his own journey of becoming so rich and why, like, giving all these reasons why should people, like, rely on his mm. on his uh, ideas and on his competence. Mm. Uh, and that you just don't get to the point at all. And it feels like one of these videos on YouTube that you just click on and, like, halfway in you understand that this will never get to the point, right? No. You're like, fuck okay, I'm going to another one. And it was the same kind of feeling. And I hate that kind of selling so much because mm. I feel like, and at the end of the day, what he does is he still tries to sell the other web classes. And I understand that's his business model and it's and it's profitable and people sign up and things. But to me, it just so doesn't work. And I'm wondering when will that end when people kind of sell through these very... Um, I feel like I'm not taken seriously mm. as a buyer mm. when someone like manipulates with me yeah. in that way. It's very clear what you're doing yeah. with that. So if there's not provided any real value. Exactly. And I assume that he provides lots of value for people who actually pay him and there needs to be some ways in, right? But it's um yeah, I, I, I'm really questioning some of the selling techniques what young entrepreneurs have these yeah. days, especially when it comes to those who are truly online, you mm -hmm. know, and truly there. And I guess it is hard because you have a lot of competition, but uh, I don't know. To myself, I feel like I could never do that. No. That, is, that is way too way too in your face and way too manipulative. Yeah, we talked a lot about because we both think that there's way too much stupid content that provides no value out there and it's just um making more content will just it's just add a, on. it add on, on to this yeah. endless flow of things that you can consume so we both agree that it's very much quality over quantity mm. like um once a month maybe publish an article or like there's so much fucking shit out there. Yeah. Or just publish when you have something to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. instead of always trying to, you know... But it is a hard push, push, balance, push, push, of push. course, because, you know, people who do that, they also see how 
they get uh, exposed and how they get people looking at their stuff because they do it like so much, right? And mm. they kind of become the thought leaders on social media yeah. about a certain thing, right? Mm. And there is a bonus on that, but I guess then you like, you you can't have both. I believe then you choose, you know, mm. if you go and meet people and try to like establish your uh, your name through word, no, word of mouth, word of mouth, <laughs> yeah. Or uh, or the other way, yeah. You know, no. But I see what you come. I I know what you mean, and I and I agree. Like there is many great ways to get your name out there, mm. but I think that, and I also feel like I'm seeing that with some of the friends that I have that also starts businesses where there's something horrible about the whole idea of always selling things, and I mean consume and buy this, and you know push your fucking message down people's throat. Mm. Instead of just being a bit more slow, being a bit more content, instead of only focusing on growth, then focusing on quality. Mm. Uh, And I think that's where, I I mean, some companies, uh, for instance, AJ and Smart, for instance, Mm. I think they produce way too much. It's an overflow of... Uh, things that doesn't provide value. It's the same with Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, it's just so much always trying mm. to you know push your uh, thoughts and agenda towards mm. people. And they would say to you that two thirds of their customers come from social media or something yeah, like yeah, that. But I mean, know? like, yeah, that's also. But it's the value that you. I yeah, mean, exactly. Like, doesn't really. No, yeah. I, and I think that uh, instead of. Mm doing that then focus on doing really great work yeah I, I think it's just at the end of the day it's like being true to yourself you know if you're all about growth and if you want to sell fast and if you're that kind of entrepreneur mm. um it's fine you know like <laughs> yeah, do it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this then, is also and then, just my opinion yeah, yeah but then but then you also get to choose you you kind of have to and you're on the other side yeah. right where your card will be the one that you don't do that and yeah. you're more i don't know selective um, mysterious isn't the word, but you no. know, like uh, it, it's it's not for everyone. Mm. You know, we like the idea of being responsible. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it might sound as very um, when when people say like responsible, it sounds like oh yeah, of course, like do gooders. You know, like you will be the responsible ones right now, right? But on the other hand, you have to. I guess you have to be a bit uh, a bit idealistic. Yeah, when you start. Definitely. And if it works out, then it will be a fucking great story that yeah. you were idealistic and so like up in the clouds because yeah. that worked out. If it doesn't, hey, it's a good... Then it's also you know, a good story. most of the startups <laughs> fail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no it al- it's always about the story. Yeah, good. Should we summarize? Yeah, let's summarize. Yep, I think you should... Uh... Okay, so uh, to summarize this, I'm starting a business. It's called <laughs> Elliot. You can contact me on Rasmus at Elliot.works if you need help with process design and facilitation. Uh, no, but um, I think that we see a lot of millennials moving in towards the entrepreneurial area because it gives flexibility and responsibility uh, and freedom, uh, which is something that a lot of millennials would like to have in their work life. Mm. We think that um, being an entrepreneur is a lot of fun if you uh, do it for 
reasons that are more passionate, something that uh, you're really excited about, but also working with people that inspires you and makes you happy. Uh, so we also suggest that. <laughs> uh, we also suggest that, uh, or I suggest uh, <laughs> that you uh, turn down the consumption and the production of content in general. We both suggest. We that. both suggest yeah. that. Millennials at work. Uh, millennials. <laughs> and uh, what else? Did I miss something? No, I would like to suggest for the managers and the company owners out there and CEOs and all of those people, I, I suggest having uh, getting in touch with you, to be honest, because mm -hmm. uh, I, I just want to point out and this is a great uh, opportunity for me to, to uh, publicly really uh, congratulate you on starting this uh, new life and new journey. No, but seriously, I think that you're one of like the best people who do something like this, and especially together with Martin. And uh, I think you will do awesome because mostly I do believe that you are amazing at what you are doing. And you are focusing on what you're best at. And that's that's what people need, you know. If you need a facilitator, process leader, leaders who can show how to work better at, uh, at, at any company, I would say. Call Elliot. Thank you, ADG. I really appreciate that. Mm. Kind words. From bottom of my heart. Ah. Uh, one thing that we haven't talked about is intrapreneurship. Being an entrepreneur within a company. Intrapreneurship. Intrap yeah. Is that the word? Yeah, that's the word. I didn't know. I got so confused. I was like, we just talked about the <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe for another that's episode. That's for another episode. Should we check out? Yes. Cool. Then um, I've been uh, scouring the market for digital tools at the moment. Oh, yeah. So uh, I would like for you to check out with your favorite digital tool at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, I have one for you. Mm -hmm. uh, it is actually, wait, how's it called? AI writer, I think. Mm -hmm. AI writer. Artificial yeah, intelligence. Sure. Yeah, but it's not. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, but no. Um, it's it's just the most beautiful, simplest, cleanest, mm. neatest note taking app on Mac. No, I mean, a colleague of mine showed me. I was looking across his shoulder one day and I was like, oh my God, what is what is this very clean uh, <laughs> workspace so, you have so there? It's so funny how we can get excited about digital products yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. Like, oh, that looks oh. nice. And you, you, you get a feeling in your stomach, you know, like, mm. mm. Um, and and uh, he, t yeah, he gave me the tips to... to um, to download the app it's uh it's it's wonderful actually yeah I, i think you need to buy it but it's like a one-time fee and i think it's worth it it's it's just so neat and so oof i'll put the link in the show notes thank me later it's if you like taking notes if you like writing down ideas or just also also for articles and like just to kind of like free up the space there's nothing there's nothing on the screen else than and it looks like a typewriter as mm. well and like you feel like you're like oh, writing is a It makes it nicer on the computer. Good. Yeah. That's 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 one thing. Good. I'll uh, I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, mine, I think uh, I think I have uh, two very quick ones. One okay. is uh, Things Three, which is a to do app. Okay. It's really expensive, but it's also the most beautiful to do app visually that I've come across. Oh. So uh, that uh, I use that every single day for yeah. all of the thoughts that ah, I need to do that or I yeah. need to blah, blah, blah. Write it into my to-do list. Things. Uh, things. Okay. Things yeah. three, it's called at the mm -hmm. moment. Oh, yeah. uh, and then Pocket. 
Mm, we both oh, use that. Yeah. I really like it because, yeah. I mean, there's so many articles that I stumble upon and then I don't want to read it at the moment. Mm. Then just click the browser plugin, mm. save it for later. Yeah, yeah, that one is really good. Yeah. yeah. Oof, yes. But I also have a, like a hundred articles that I need That's to read. That's the problem yeah. there. You just like go in, you're like, oh my God, yeah. will I? They should have some kind of like uh, function where you can only have... 30 articles if you have more than that then you have to delete some before you can add some yeah that's true Mm. yeah they probably wouldn't like that idea but no that's uh, but it's a good idea hey but that's uh, that's an idea okay thank you so much for listening and thank you for tuning in thank you for those who are writing to us if you haven't written to us uh, yet maybe you should Uh, Mm -hmm. you can find me you can find us on instagram as millennials at work or mill underscore at work. Uh, And otherwise, we speak to you very, very soon. Bye. Bye. I'm a millennial.